Every hour of every day, the Earth receives enough sunlight to meet the energy needs of the world for an entire year. The reason the sun puts out so much energy is that it's a massive nuclear furnace. Not like the fission nuclear reactors we use on Earth. Those break heavy elements like uranium into smaller fragments, which releases massive amounts of energy. I'm talking about nuclear fusion. The amount of energy released from a certain fusion reaction is significantly more than all possible fission reactions. So what's the deal? Can we create a star in the lab and have a viable fusion energy source here on Earth? To answer this, let's look at what happens at the core of the sun. The temperature is around 27 million degrees Fahrenheit. Gravity crushes the particles at the center so much the core is 150 times denser than liquid water. This incredible pressure causes atoms to fly towards each other so quickly that they stick together. That's fusion, combining lighter elements into heavier elements, which releases huge amounts of energy at the core of a star. Here's the problem. This happens naturally at the center of a star thanks to all the mass and gravity. It doesn't happen naturally anywhere on Earth. Fusion is difficult to achieve, and even when you do get something fusing, the amount of energy you put in to start and maintain the fusion is greater than the amount of energy released. Not very useful if you're trying to power a city, at least for now, but we're learning new things. So how do we make a star here on Earth without massive amounts of gravity to crush our particles up to speed? We can't, but we can replicate the conditions at the core of a star. That's what we're doing. There are a few fusion reactor designs that do this. One type of reactor called a tokamak uses strong magnetic fields to confine plasma in a donut-shaped chamber. The temperature in this chamber rises to many times hotter than the sun's core and atoms fuse. The most notable reactor currently being constructed is called ether. Located in southern France, 35 nations, including the US, are collaborating to build the world's largest tokamak. One of the goals of the experiment is to produce 10 times more energy than is put in to powering the reactor. If all goes well, ITER should see first plasma by 2025. Multinational mega projects like this one aren't the only game in town. There are a handful of private companies and universities participating in the advancement and research of everything from reactor design to possible fuel sources. If any of these reactors are successful, the advantages over fossil fuel plants, traditional fission reactors, and even renewable energy are vast. The fuel source for these reactors would be isotopes of hydrogen, which could be easily acquired from water or made in certain reactions. We would literally have millions of years of inexpensive fuel at our disposal. It would also be clean fuel. No CO2 or other greenhouse gases would be emitted during fusion. The major byproduct of a fusion reaction is helium, on top of that, there would be no energy instability and it could fit our current electrical infrastructure. Lots of sunlight comes to Earth, but without a proper large-scale battery backup, cloudy days are a problem. Finally, fusion reactors also can't melt down. If something goes wrong, the plasma cools and the reaction simply stops. The major disadvantage to fusion is just how long it's taking to make it practical. At the soonest, commercial reactors will be available by 2050. That's if everything goes well with current experiments. Can we afford that much more time primarily burning fossil fuels? Traditional fission reactors work extremely well and would be an excellent bridge to the days of clean, unlimited energy. 
My name is Aurelian Balan, and I'm an associate professor of physics at Delta College. Tune in next week for more about our universe. Our Universe is a production of Delta College Public Radio. 